You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so excited because the season's here. Yes, that's right. It's cool. It's comfortable. It's beautiful walking in this oasis of a desert, all green. Oh, it's just phenomenal around here. As uh, we're getting into the early winter months, oh my goodness. Now, this is the time to really enjoy life because no snow, very little rain, just wonderful, wonderful warm temperatures. It's wonderful. So I am so happy you're with me because we have got this really tremendous coach with us today. Her name is Michelle Joy. She's a uh, she has her master's and CET, which I'm going to ask her about because I don't really know exactly what that is. So I want to find out a little bit more about that. And uh, she is a phenomenal law of attraction expert. She really knows how to manifest and dive deep into your dreams to pull them out. She has studied psychology, neuroscience, and, and quantum physics, of course. And so she has a wealth of knowledge to bring to you and to, to me today. So this is going to be really, really fun. You uh, will know her better if you go to Global Joy Institute. Dot com. She has a whole bunch of programs going on. She is really fun. She's got a fascinating story about how she manifested her husband. And I think it's a great story. Matter of fact, I think she wrote about it in the magazine last month. She was so good. Anyway, I want you to sit back, relax, get a cool beverage or hot cup of coffee and listen to today's show because it's all about the law of attraction. We'll be right back. It's here. It's hot. And it's a must read. It's the science behind the law of attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. Did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind? Jules Johnson, International Certified Hypnotherapist, wants to introduce you to your powerful mind in order to create your dream life. In as little as one session, Jules guides you into releasing limiting beliefs that keep you from achieving wealth, health, 
better relationships, and even true love. Schedule a session in Palm Springs or set up a Skype video session for those nationally and internationally. Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951-201-2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com. The coaching industry is one of the fastest growing industries in the world. Anytime there is fast growth, there will be good coaches, bad coaches, and those that are downright ugly. Some people are pretty good fast talkers, and many people have some pretty impressive social media as well. But inwardly, they are wolves or pretenders. So how can you tell if a coach can help you or is going to hurt you or your business? Your best protection is to make sure your coach is verified through the Coach Verification Service. Our mission is to protect consumers just like you by verifying your coach has the credentials, accreditation, and skills that they claim. This free service verifies coaches who are vetted and have agreed to a higher ethical conduct that you can trust. So next time you're considering coaching, be sure to get a coach that's verified. For more information, go to coachverification.com today. Well, welcome, Michelle Joy, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. So glad you could be with me today. Thank you, Jules. I'm happy to be here. You know, this is really fun. And I know you did a great article for us in Law of Attraction magazine, the last issue. But you have a tremendous story about manifesting, um, how you manifested a husband. And <laughs> I thought this would be a good place to start off because it's such a great story and it has a very powerful lesson in there for us. Yes. So let's start with that. Let's talk about how did you manage to manifest a husband? Um, I just want to give a little bit of a backstory first. Uh, I had been going on being single for quite a while. And during that time, I, I don't know, interpreted it like, you know, I maybe people just don't like me or the right person isn't out there for me. I had, I always had one part of me that knew somebody was there for me, but I had another part that doubted it. And I think the doubting mind was in charge. And so um, I just got, you know, I suddenly just got real clear on it that I, okay, I think you know, I'm ready now. And um, I kind of addressed those fears, really took a look at what was there in terms of the undercurrent. And uh, so that's important looking at the beliefs. And then in terms of the intentional manifestation, what I did was um, I like the Latin language. I don't know, it's older and it's just kind of always been intriguing to me. And so I wrote the Latin word. I think I Googled it, whatever it is for love and joy. And I just hung it up in my room and I looked at it and I really, you know, felt one with it really. And um, it spoke to me. It spoke to my heart. So I did. The, the you know, word joy. Yeah. That you put up there. Joy, the word. Okay. Yeah. In Latin. Exactly. Okay, okay good. That, that's key. And so, yeah, I, so I met a man and, um, you know, we fell in love and we ended up getting married and probably a year later, I'm like, oh my gosh, his last name is Joy. And I hung up that word in Latin on my bedroom. So that's why my last name is Joy. And a lot of people ask me, how'd you get a last name of Joy? I'm like, well, my husband's last name is that. And I think that that had something to do with it that I had hung that up in my bedroom because I knew the reason I chose that is because I knew I wanted to experience not only love, but also joy with somebody as well in my life. 
to be able to have that as a shared experience. Yeah, so that's a great story. So you manifested not only a love, but your last name's Joy. So the question is, when you looked at the Joy word, did did you have emotions with it or or what? What how did you feel about that joy on that wall? Um after I worked through the fears I had of believing it wasn't possible, then I felt, you know, I, I'm a big visualizer. I'm a visual person. And so that's what I do. And I um, felt really strong emotion associated with it because um, I was like excited for it. You know, I really believed it was going to happen because I know how it works. I know that I really believe that, that whatever our emotions are, that that's what is going to pull that into our life. So I felt excited about it and I felt like my heart was open and ready to receive type of thing. I see. Yeah. Interesting. So now was that before or after you were a, a coach? Um, that was more before, before I was a coach. Yeah. So it kind of just led the way in for you to realize, wait, hey, wait a minute. You got something going here. You you understood. But you also have the uh, credential of CET. What is CET? Oh, that stands for a certified Enneagram teacher. I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram jewels, but it's a not it's a personality typing system that yeah. I really like. Yeah, and I think it has a lot to do with creating the life we want because there's just patterns that are associated with each type that can point to limitations, common beliefs that we have that aren't true that can hold us back. So I really like working with that system. It's helped me a lot personally and the people I work with. Oh, interesting. So you were already uh, on the path of helping people, but you really got in tune with your um, manifesting skills in order for you to help people. Now, weren't you raised on a farm? I was. Yeah, I was raised in the Midwest. And I've always just had kind of a even as a little girl, I remember having this kind of these thoughts about why are we here? And what's the point of all this and what are we supposed to do? And I, I always had dreams of, you know, trying to explore that and figure that out and help people realize why they're here and that they're important. So that goes a long way back for me. Yeah. So that's good. So you, you're, you're fulfilling your life's purpose by being a coach and helping people, but you've also created the global I'm going to say that again, Global Joy Institute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you created that, but tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So I created Global Joy Institute, and the word global is in there because I'd like to bring joy to people across the world. And I think, you know, it depends on where, you know, what the people need. So in certain third world countries, joy is helping them get an education. Um, and for other people, you know, joy is really helping them awaken to themselves and figure out why they're here, what their gifts are, and to be able to just be themselves. Because as we go through life, we pick up all these beliefs and these um, ideas about who we are that are true, and they weigh us down. And so by getting rid of those layers, it's like the joy is already there. It's not like we have to go out and find it. It's just like an onion, peeling back the layers. Uh -huh. So how long does that typically take somebody to peel back those layers you know it's interesting because i feel like in terms of vibration you know it's a breath away literally 
I know um, Dr. David Hopkins, he did, he did different um, studies on uh, frequencies and emotions associated with them. So for example, guilt and shame are very low and we can tell because we feel low and we feel those. Um, you know, joy, et cetera, is, is higher, of course, and peace and, and all of that and authenticity is a little bit higher, which is more our home state. Um, I think sometimes it's hard to go from guilt right to joy. And so sometimes, you know, we can pick something like in little increments. So um, I think it's, it's a, it's a, it can be a breath away. You know, it doesn't have to be a really long process. It's as long as we make it, really. It or how much desire we have to exactly. change within us. I mean, if we're exactly. just tired of being tired yeah. of doing the same thing over and over, I, th I would think that I got to change. I've got to do it. <laughs> this is it, you know? Yes, yes. A decision, a firm decision made and the motivation that comes behind it, the drive. Right, yeah. right. You know, I have found since I'm getting on the... Um, other side of youth completely on the other side of youth. i've discovered that the older you get the less time you have mm -hmm. to really do it so it's like yeah. i'm seeing a lot of women and men who are beyond 50 going i've got to straighten this out now i don't have much time left and i don't want right. to come back and repeat it right. i've had enough of this <laughs> right, right? So what, what advice would you have for them? The, and they're the ones that have their, um, it's more ingrained into their psyche. Yeah. Going on and what has been with them for so long, preventing them from their joy. Yes. Yeah. You're, I mean, I agree with that completely. The longer something's been going on, the more it feels like a story and the more it's ingrained in our brain with the neural pathways. And so, um, even though it's a story in our head, it doesn't mean it's true. So I'm, I'm a seeker of truth. And, I, you know, there's a difference between what we believe and what it looks like from our perception and our interpretation and what's actually reality. So I think it's great when somebody says, I've had enough and I want to shift. Wonderful. So um, that's a good place to start. And I think it's a moment by moment decision that somebody that, that we make in order to, to make that shift. It's a, it's a choice. And so I think it starts with awareness of kind of getting to know ourselves and our perceptions and our interpretations and, and developing an observer and not just going along with something, but kind of questioning it first. Mm. So I think that's a good place to start when somebody's really ready to, to make a shift. And, and so it could take, um, it doesn't need to take like a year or two years. I know a lot of people go to um, psychotherapists and there's nothing wrong with them if they if that's the route they choose, but it doesn't have to take 11 years to come right. to your truth. It really, exactly. can, it can take a shorter time. As a matter of fact, don't you think that if people are focusing on what is going wrong in their lives so much that they're staying in their life, they're not able to move beyond that? Yeah, I mean, I like that saying some, you know, the, the darkness and the light, like, um, if we keep analyzing the darkness, that's where we stay, because that's where we're putting our attention. And so we start, we want to start to look at what we want instead, and follow that road, and then all the other stuff falls away. You know, that's my belief is that by following the light, stuff we don't want just falls off of us.
So that's what you kind of help people to stay in the looking at the phenomenal parts of their lives instead of reliving the past. Is that what the Global Joy Institute is about? Yeah, exactly. And and giving them tools to to help them do that, just moment by moment making choices. I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, you know, if you had an if I have a negative interaction with somebody, it's really easy to play that over and over and over in my head. That wasn't fair, this and that. I think we all have that tendency as humans, right? But if we do, but I know that if I do that, that that's only going to bring me more and more of those um, situations. And so that's just one, one tool that I teach people is catch yourself and see what you're replaying over and over and, and interrupt it and put something else in your head in terms of imagine what you would have rather had happen Mm -hmm. or put yourself in that person's shoes or something like that. And then you'll create something different in the future. So you're, you have um, like a 30-day or, or a program, don't you? What, what, tell me that program that you have. You know, I called the program Right to Your Light, and it's for reasons that you and I are discussing because I think that um, we all have a light in us, and that means the reason that we're on the planet. And I think we all have a part of the world that, that we're meant to, like, raise the consciousness or improve. You know, the whole planet isn't our responsibility but a little piece. So whatever that light is, just somebody's authenticity, whatever they're meant to bring to the world and to contribute. Because I think if somebody's not doing that, they're going to feel unsettled and like something's not right with their life. They're going to feel down. So the 30-day program is basically broken up into four different weeks. So the first one is, the first week is what I call um, understanding your inner conflict. And we all have inner conflicts. And I think that's why we have a hard time creating the kind of life we want, because on one hand, we it's our greatest dream to accomplish this thing. But then on the other hand, we're also afraid of it. And that's an inner conflict and it keeps us stuck. And so it's helping people identify those inner conflicts in the first place. I think a lot of us just don't even know they're there. We just go on autopilot. And then the second week is, is really digging into the beliefs and making a choice moment by moment, second by second to choose a different belief and a different interpretation thereby, by the way, raising our vibration in that sense. And then the third week is manifesting on purpose, kind of like what I did with the joy thing. And, you know, looking at that, at that phrase, um, you know, just doing different techniques and like the shamans, how they visualize rain and, and et cetera. And then the final week is recognizing your greatness, which I think is our life purpose, recognizing your greatness and living it. So it's helping people identify their gifts and their mission on the planet and purpose um you know just why they're here etc so interesting yeah well can you give us a couple of um manifesting tips like you were talking about the uh, the shamans how how do you uh, just give us a couple of tips that we could use sure i mean i think it's important to um not I think it's important to to go kind of to the end point of picturing it already happened. At least that's what I do that really works for me that, you know, if I really wanted to, to um, go on a trip or like the shaman's manifest rain, I mean, what I heard one shaman say is that he actually pictures the mud between his toes and touching a corn leaf and feeling the, the wetness on the corn leaf and then feeling so grateful for it. And so he's already one with that kind of reality. So then it can find him easier. 
And those are the principles that I try to use as well for, for, um, for manifesting. I think that, um, you know, a lot of people use affirmations and I think those can be helpful, but it all depends on the intentional energy beneath it because that's where we create from. So if we're doing something because we have to, and it has kind of a heaviness, oh, I have to read my affirmations, then they're not going to work in our favor. But if we're excited and, um, you know, we feel it in our heart, then I think those can work for us. So whatever that is, vision boards, you know, um, again, it's not that we don't, that we're doing it because I'm afraid that I'm not going to find a soulmate. So I better create a vision board. The intentional energy is I'm afraid versus I'm excited. So I'm going to do this. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Yeah. You know, the, the vision board, it, it, you're creating you're actually creating that it's just not in your mind it's a physical and i think that is correlating the two of them together your visual and your actual creative abilities physically so i think that's probably one of my favorite ways to go about because it's tangible then and it's just yeah. like you put joy up on your wall that it's just so tangible. It reminds you constantly to go back to that good feeling place, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I love vision boards too. And for me, they, you know, help open my heart and get me excited for what it is that I'm wanting to bring into my life. And if I'm creating the vision board or if I'm looking at it and I, and I, you know, I'm self-aware and I notice a tinge of, oh, that's never going to happen or whatever, then I address that. And instead of pretending it's not there, because I know that if I pretend it's not there, it's just going to get bigger. Right. So that's another tip I use to, to create the life I, I'd like to have. Wow. Yeah, that is great. So we are um, on the verge of creating it. And do uh, we start getting a little nervous? Like it's almost there. It's almost there. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can see it. It's actually coming. <gasps> Oh, and then back up. Can we sabotage ourselves? Yeah, exactly. And it's because we, you know, we're a spiritual being, but we're also a physical being. And so we have a part of our brain that's, you know, self-protective and it's, you know, fear-based and it's there to serve us. I don't want to come across like it's a bad part of us. It wants to keep us safe. But I do think we need to be aware of the self-sabotaging and then not judge ourselves. This isn't about shame and guilt, but just observing and knowing that, that we all do it, we're all in this together um, as humanity. But yeah, you know, I think that fear can come in and um, self-sabotage it and, and move it aside because it's trying to protect us from something it's afraid of. Yeah, but we do have power over that. Absolutely. We do have power over it. And again, I see it as a choice. You know, it's our programming or our conditioning from the past versus what's the actual truth. And so it's questioning it and not allowing it to just get hijacked, you know, by that part of our fear, our fearful brain. So in that way, I get excited because it's empowering and we can be in charge. Not always in control of our life, but we can be in charge. So there is a point that we recognize, oh, wait a minute, that's my fear pop popping up, taking over. And that's when we have the power to say, oh, okay, I see, I'm doing it again, I'm doing it again, stop. That's where we have the power. It's just rather simple, but 
we make it so dog <laughs> enormous in our lives. I know because it feels so real. You know, it's so convincing that that thing is true. And we see we've spent our whole life gathering evidence that that thing is true. Yeah. And so it's really questioning an entire paradigm sometimes of our lives about the reality that we've created in our head. Like, oh, that isn't true. And what if it weren't? You know, it's really very liberating. <laughs> yeah, really. If we don't monitor our thoughts and we let that override, the fear override, then we truly are not able to go forward. Exactly. Isn't that the purpose of life is to allow the stuff to come to us and recognize it so we can move forward? Anything else is, is nothing. I mean, really. Yeah. Significant. I so agree with you because I think, you know, our purpose in life is to grow, you know, and heal and to become a higher and higher version of ourselves and more and more who we are. And some of these things, if we really don't look at them, they're, they're tapping us on the shoulder sometimes to be healed as well. And in healing it, you know, that can be moved aside and then we can really, really an open vessel to bring more into our life. Exactly. Like the law of the vacuum, you know, once you move something aside, something even better can come in. Now, that is a good, I love that. Uh, and I haven't talked about this in a long time. Let's talk about the law of vacuum, you know. Yeah. So just give us kind of a scenario that will open that up for us. I mean, I've heard it said, you know, if you want to um, create some kind of a, a better job or something that you clear off your desk um, or you want to bring a soulmate in your house that you open up some space in your closet. And I actually did that too. And some people take it even further. Well, they'll set a, a place on the table for their, for their partner, for example. Um, but so it can be physically creating a space, but it can also be um, mentally creating a space. And that means clearing out these, these beliefs that don't serve us, that are heavy. That's what I call a fear-based belief. It just feels heavy. When that belief can be clear is cleared out, something an even better belief can come in that's more true that yeah. can take its place. Yeah, that's very good. You know, people talk about feng shui, and I love feng shui, uh -huh. <laughs> but it doesn't even need to be true. It's right. the very act of going and making space, like you said, in the closet or getting a new bedspread or getting something. Yeah. It's yeah. the act of feng shui, of clearing out and getting rid of the clutter and all the past. It really is vital to do that, whether it's yeah. the energy or not. It's, yeah. it's you are creating even with feng shui. I think, I think that is, it comes right back to you. It comes yeah. right back to the individual, right? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, I totally agree. I know I'm not into the feng shui either. I've heard of it. It's kind of interesting. But I just, you know, I believe whatever it is that makes somebody feel excited or that they're being creative or that they're bringing something into their, into their life, because I think it's all about the creative energy beneath the behavior. It's not necessarily the behavior, but what they feel when they're doing it. Right, right. Oh, yeah. I'm going to clear up my closet for somebody to put their clothes in. Well, for me, no, but <laughs> but for, you know, it, it, it is the act. And whether you do it mentally, but you combine that with physically, 
Exactly. You're, you're really getting a powerful moment there it, to combine both of them. That's right. And then, you know, I've noticed that it takes patience then because then what happens, what can happen is, well, I'm not doing it right. So, and then anxiety can start to come in and then we can start to feel stuck and frustrated and sometimes, you know, hard on ourselves. Like, well, I just don't know how to create the life I want to have. So we can start to spiral like that. So I think there's the step of like having faith, knowing that we're creating and it's not always the timing that, that we have in mind that we expect. Well, let's go back into the purpose of life. Why do you think that we came here to learn, to know how powerful we are, and to learn how we can literally have anything, but yet we think that there's other things above us, like governments or like anything that takes away our power because we're just a little tiny person in the whole scheme of things, but yet we're we're at the center of our own universe. Yeah. I mean, I think that we don't fully understand who we are and what we're capable of. And we're led to believe that we're, like you said, that there's, you know, other things that are in charge of us, like other people or et cetera. But we really are an incredible being. Like, you know, if we read about quantum physics and, and energy and all of that, and, and we are that when you look at, at science, so I think we're meant to really come to terms and understand who we are and what we're capable of, really, and growing more into our into that authentic part of ourselves and realizing, yeah, we're a physical being, but we're having, but we're also spiritual too. And I think oftentimes we don't take that into account. So it's realizing that, you know, and living from that place. That, that's when we can feel empowered. Right, right, right. I think that we it is our purpose to grow yeah so no matter what happens what do we do it doesn't yeah. matter we but we need to understand that we're not victims of anything right we are powerful beings yeah whatever is thrown at us is there because well, we're gonna have we're gonna just find out how fantastic we are that we survived it all, right? I know. I mean, it's so it it can feel on one hand it can feel difficult. Like we can get wrapped up in this rabbit hole as people. Like, why does the same pattern keep happening to me over and over and over again? It's so so. I I agree. I mean, I think that's we're we're here to grow, and it we can go down the rabbit hole sometimes of why do I why are my relationships the same old painful thing over and over and over? Why is my job unfulfilling for all these years? And we can start to blame ourselves and kind of get stuck. Versus what I have found is more empowering for me is to be curious about it and to catch myself if I start to do that and say, ah, I've noticed the same relationship pattern over and over, which is a true story is that I had these relationships where I was always the one giving and giving and I didn't really talk much about myself and everybody else was talking. And I was curious about like, what about me is creating this and how can I grow through that so that I can create different kinds of relationships and I did that. I realized, oh, I don't, I'm uncomfortable with taking up space or I'm a, I feel like a burden to people. Is that true? And so then I was able to move that out of my belief system and had whole other experiences with friends. And in some cases created new friendships. 
that we're more aligned with that. Yeah, you're so, right. That awareness really can make you blossom. Yeah. And I do think it's all about, you know, growth, like you said, and we all have lessons to learn. Um, so sometimes it doesn't feel easy, but it's, you know, it's, are we going to get stuck in it or are we going to learn the lesson and then go forward? Yes. It would be nice if we only learned the lesson once, but sometimes we have to go back and do it a couple more times. You know, you really had a fascinating um, life because you got to travel the world. Did you do it by yourself? I did. I did. I went, I did for um, a little over five, um, almost six months. I went, um, kind of went all over the world, really. And I, you know, somebody said, why don't you just do something practical, like go to China and teach for six months? I'm like, that's because that's not what I want to do. You know, that's not my picture. And that's another thing that I actually used um, intentional um, manifestation to, like, I used all my five senses. I was thinking about what would it smell like in Switzerland? What would I taste? What would I see? What would I hear? And I did all of that and really engaged all my senses and felt like it was happening right now. And I cut out pictures of the places I want to go to. And it's so interesting because when I look at those pictures, I have some, uh, some actual ones that are almost identical to the ones that I took because I just, I looked at them so often and that's the experience I wanted to have. Um, but I, that was my big dream. That was my bucket list. That was a scary big dream. Uh, but I, and I was stuck for about, you know, a year or so. And I finally looked at all those beliefs and thought, none of these are really accurate. So I pushed them aside and then I finally just did it, saved up the money and went. Wow. Yeah. So exciting. And you did it alone. I did it alone. I wanted to do it alone. Yeah. Because, you know, it's more empowering that way. That's just what was coming to me. And I wanted to honor that. It's, you know, you really have to believe in yourself when you're traveling. You really have to use your own resources. You have to be courageous. And I wanted to grow those qualities in myself. Um, and that's what happened. I really came back from the end of it, really believing in myself. And I noticed that prior, I'd had a voice in my head that said, you know, you're not good at this. You're not good at that. But then after my trip, I had a voice that would respond back and say, yeah, you are. You're actually good at it. You know how to do this. So... That's got what great. I thought I would get. <laughs> that is wonderful. That is a great story. And yeah, talk about growth. Yeah. Because you, you came back a totally different person than what you started. Yeah, I did. And I frankly, I still feel like I'm traveling. Like, you know, when I came back, my intention was don't go back to, to like the mundane kind of routine it was before. But keep up experiences. You know, I started taking dancing classes and performing and doing things I always wanted to do. So in that way, I'm, I'm still traveling, you know, just keeping life fresh and interesting and doing new things and taking risks, etc. So keeping it fun. How fun. Oh, this is great. So so let's go back to your program. Um, and you're also an author. Give me the name of the book that you wrote. Yeah, I, I wrote um, Happy Soul, Happy You, and it's really more of a journal. And it's because what I noticed is I used to write in my journals and I would um, just, you know, kind of dump out all my emotions, which is good, but then it would just sit there and I wouldn't be able to bring in any other emotion or any other belief. And so I thought, God, what's the point of this? So I created um, a, a journal that has 30 pointed questions of actually, you know, asking um, to be able to create the kind of life we want. 
So it's um, 30 days of self-love questions. It's 30 days of creating gratitude. And then it's 30 days of what are your real dreams in your life? What do you want to, to create in your life? So it's actually 90 days total. So 30 days of each of those categories of kind of, you know, questions like that. And more like a journal. Wow. Oh, boy, that sounds fascinating. Well, that's good. Now, you're going to come back and write another article for our magazine um, for the November 1st, our holiday issue of Law of Attraction magazine. What do you have that? Any idea what that's going to be about yet? You know, I get my inspiration when I'm walking on the beach. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm inside and I don't know what to write. And I so I know it's going to come to me and I know it's going to be it's going to be really good, whatever it is, because it comes from somewhere. I, you know, it comes from the divine or wherever. Um, so I'm just going to see what comes to me and that's what will show up. So we'll good. Find out better. good. Now, now your, um, your program again, tell us about your program, the name of it. Yeah. And where called, can we get it? Um, it's called right to your light. It's a 30 day program and we can get it on globaljoyinstitute.com forward slash now. Um, that's where there's more information about it. And if people are interested, they can sign up. Not only is it a 30-day program of written lessons every single day, um, it's also a short video of me um, teaching the lesson. It's short, three, four minutes, so it's very digestible. It can work with people's work schedule. But I also have a Facebook group. It's a community of people who are taking the program where they can come in and ask questions and how it applies to real-life situations, and that's a bonus um, that comes with the program as well as my book as well. Oh, wow. So they get your book along with it. Yes. Oh, that's a deal. That's yeah. really good. So I can see where it all goes hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. It it's, sounds fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I hope everybody listening will take advantage of this because I think you've got the real keys to how we can manifest, but how we can grow as well as totally release the past. I mean, we're not victims. We are victors all yes. the way. Absolutely. And I'm so excited about the program because, you know, these tools work for me and work for so many other people. And all I want to do is share it. I just want, I want everybody to have the kind of, to live the life they're meant to live while they're on the planet and to not look back and have regrets. So I'm okay. excited. I'm excited. That's great. Well, thank you, Michelle, for coming on and sharing with us. I know everybody's all excited. And um, we're going to look forward to the November issue and seeing you there. And I hope everybody goes and takes part in the program as well. Thank you, Jules. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.